Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and life on and off the mat. I'm Jen Eads, a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu brown belt obsessed with jujitsu. And I'm Christina Barlon. I waved and no one can see me. And I am a first degree black belt uh, who loves ice cream and giving warm hugs with sweaty pajamas on. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's the best intro, like guest <laughs> intro ever. You win the prize. Yay! <laughs> AJ, why is Christina on the podcast? I'm so excited. Christina's on the podcast because she's going to come out and teach at our next role model camp. Whoop, whoop. Wait for camping. You know, like we've kind of talked about it before, um, but I tend to pick our coaches by people I want to train with. And Risser and I have done two camps with Christina at Girls Gone Gee, which is obviously Rachel Casillas's camp. And, you know, we just kept talking about, I mean, we've got a huge list, list of names that we were going through and we just kept coming back to Christina. And so, like, I messaged Rachel and I was like, are you cool if we bring her out? Like, is this like stepping on your toes? And she's like, no, absolutely bring her. So. Yay. Yeah. It's always nice, right? It's like, who do I want hugging me very, very aggressively? Yeah. Okay. She's yeah. cool. <laughs> she's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, like a lot goes into it. Like I need to know that like you're a good instructor and that there are things that I want to learn from you, but also that you like represent our brand, you know, like that you, you are a role model. And so, you know, you're, you're perfect for that. We wow. knew that you are already a great instructor and a great role model. And so we're super excited. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hopefully I get to elevate the vibe. You know, I, like I've been getting to like see like some of the posts and I, you've been doing this for a couple of years now. So I'm just like, wow, that's like cool. They got like the matching rash guards and there's just like a ton of women on the mat. I'm like, and they all like sweaty and smiley, you know, like those are like the best <laughs> pictures, right? I'm yeah. Like, oh, that's so awesome that she's doing that. I'm like, good, you know, good for them. Good for them. And like, and just so excited that like there's more and more opportunities like this for, for women to come together and just train and just have fun in a non-competitive atmosphere. Like that's just, that's just amazing. I mean, I don't think I could have ever thought things like that would exist when I was a white belt, you yeah. know? And so now as like a black belt, you know, I'm just so happy by how things have grown and then getting to just be part of it, like either as a leader or also just as a participant and just being like, wow, this is, this is cool. You know, I'm so glad we have this now. So thank you for, for doing that and bring, bringing that, you know, putting that together and bringing us all together on the mat. Yeah. I'm very, very happy to do so. Like this will be our eighth camp. Yeah, <laughs> we've been doing it for a little while. Um, and Rachel really inspired it. Like after being at her first camp, I was like, I want to do this. I want to. And now our camps are very, very different. Um, both are amazing camps, but they're just different vibes. So I always have her come and teach at all of our camps. She's kind of our core instructor. And then we figure out who else we want. So, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm very honored to be added to the roster. Mm. So, Tell us a little bit about yourself, like, you know, just kind of your background, where you train, all that. All right. Well, I train under Professor Cayoteja in San Jose, California. I'm pretty much a born and raised California girl. Started jiu-jitsu when I was 21. Uh, I, you know, actually, when the first time anyone showed me jiu-jitsu, I was 20. I was only doing Muay Thai. And I'm like, this jiu-jitsu stuff is like, I don't think it's for me, you know? And it was because they were trying to show it to me Nogi. And like, it didn't make any sense. They're like, yeah, you just need technique and leverage and you can beat bigger and stronger opponents. And I'm like, I called bull****. 
Because <laughs> y'all are smashing the hell out of me and I'm doing what you're telling me to do. And this, this is not working. So I think I'm just going to stick with punching and kicking people for now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it took me, it took me like a year before like my team was like, hey, you should, you know, it was like poker music. You should try again. I'll let you borrow a guitar. You know, like I really, I really think you could be good at it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I guess. And like my first class, you know, it looks like I'm doing sambo. Like I had just the gear top and like, like grappling shorts. And then like the, you know, one of the gym white belts, I don't know whose white belt that was. That could have belonged to somebody. It could have been there for like how many years, probably really nasty, grody, you know, how it is. <laughs> I, know, I didn't care. I was invincible back then. I just wrapped it on. And then it was so much fun. I was like, oh my God, like this makes sense. Like, you know, like I can grab people. I'm like, and that was hooked after that. And, um, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to be a competitor. And then Kyle's like, hey, you should compete. And I'm like, I don't know anything. They're all like, you know a lot. I'm like, I don't even know how to start from standing. They're like, here, learn these things, which were completely ridiculous to teach a white belt. They're like, <laughs> here, you're in a flying arm bar. You're in a flying triangle. You're in a jump guard. I didn't know any better. I didn't, I didn't know any better. I was a knucklehead. They're like, just do this. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> like, I can do that. Yeah, sure. That's all I have to do. Sure. You know, like, and I just thought that that's what everybody else was doing. I didn't realize it wasn't normal. <laughs> and then I got sometimes that's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my seminar was um was uh, was it Rumina Sato and he's like a Japanese like pride fighter and they're like yeah it was like diving inverted heel hooks and I didn't know what those were I didn't realize that those were a really dangerous thing that, for white belts to learn and they're like so what did you learn at the seminar I'm like oh I learned this they're like ah you know? <laughs> I'm like did I do it right they're like don't do that I'm like yeah, no <laughs> yes but no <laughs> like I didn't know I didn't know any better I was just like a junkie for jiu-jitsu I just wanted to keep doing it and then you know I was like the only girl on the mat and then you know I only got to compete against women or like go with women really in tournaments everybody was bigger than me and then I was just addicted to it and then you know the years went by and I was like man like I want more women on the mat you know like and I don't want to just compete against them like I want to like have training partners and I want to have more women and I want us all to be friends and and then now here we are. And I, I think I have friends now. <laughs> and we all like to really cuddle each other aggressively. And it's great. <laughs> so that's, I guess, my story. <laughs> nice. Very nice. And you danced before jujitsu, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Like dancing since I was five. And like, you know, there's a certain point in time where I thought like, hey, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Dance. I'm like, no, no, no. I definitely burnt out like from from classic classical performance and 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 I was like you know I don't I don't know it's like I love dancing but I don't think I could do this like professionally you know so it's like that's what you see it everywhere I, I can't I can't keep myself from it you know so from Filipino folk dancing ballet and jazz which I'm classically trained in those um like hip-hop break dancing is what most people know you know now it's just like I just just got to move. And, you know, that's why you like, you see me when I warm up, they're like, why are you dancing? You know, I remember when I was a white belt, like, doesn't she know that she's going to fight? Like, why is she dancing? And like, for me, like, that's how I got hyped. Because when I was a kid, I was like, okay, I'm about to go and perform in front of all these people. And if I mess up, they're all going to see. <laughs> you know? So 
what better way to get in the mindset to like, you know, you know, choke someone or have someone like try to like choke you than to, I guess, dance. I don't know. It makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense to anybody else, but for me, that's like how I get like, all right, I'm ready. Oh, put me in. <laughs> I think it's great. How do you think the dancing impacted the way that you just move in your body then? Did that, did that help translate did that impact your jujitsu at all when you first started? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like um, just the body coordination and just knowing where my body was in space. So it's like, if you told me, "Hey, this is what the move is going to be," I could watch it and like, "Oh, okay, that seems kind of similar to like this." Like, you know, it's like the hardest part about starting jujitsu isn't necessarily like the technique jujitsu part. It's actually just learning how to move your body. You know, mm-hmm. because if you don't have like you know, like you know, we, we see our hands, we see our feet, but then we don't really realize that we can actually use them in different ways. And, you know, in the beginning, like when you're first doing jujitsu and you like see something like, well, how the heck did you do that? And like, oh, you just, you know, put your foot here and then you, you know, then right foot in, right foot out, do the hokey pokey, do it all about, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and like, so to have that, that, um, that already in my, like already in my brain that like, okay, my hand goes a certain way, you know, or like have that certain sensation was huge. Like, and the flexibility, I mean, I was already naturally really bendy as a kid, you know, I was like a little like rubber ball. Um, (laughs) But just like knowing how to use the flexibility that came from dancing, you know, of course I got smashed all the time though. (laughs) Like, Like, I think that's like the only asset I had as a white belt was just like, okay, I'm not strong not big and athletic, but I can put my foot to my face and that could be good for something. I don't know. <laughs> so my question is how much do you point your toes in jujitsu and do you get made fun of for that? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the, everything, everything is like a dance move, like, you know, and like when I'm showing a technique, like, okay. And you can, you put your foot here and here, and then you have to have a rhythm, like, but up, but up, but up, but up, but up, but up. And then you want to turn here and it has to feel right. And they're like, are you, are you, are you dancing? I'm like, maybe, <laughs> probably. Yes. I'm dancing. Yes. I'm definitely dancing. Yes. There's the answer is yes. Like, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know, like maybe it makes, I feel like it makes it fun for the students, you know? Um, and I feel like also it kind of takes away that like over competitive, like, you know, like we got to work, train hard thing. You know, I'm, I'm a lighthearted kind of person. So if you're doing something and you're a beginner and you already feel kind of like foolish doing it, you know, I feel like that dancing aspect is a really good way to kind of like cut, cut a little bit of like that over seriousness that you can get like can come with training. So you're just like, okay, I can be, I can be goofy. I can mess up and, and, and I can have fun, but also still learn how to do something really badass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my girls are always teasing me about having my toes pointed when I do like, they're uh, beautiful, uh, like a pendulum sweep or something. And I'm like, look <laughs> at that pointed toe. Uh, <laughs> and grace. <laughs> And beauty and murder. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. that might be the, the title for this episode. Grace, beauty, and murder. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we're had... going to pick up all those true crime listeners. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I've definitely had students who are like, how do you make your toes do that? I'm like, I, I bet, what are my toes doing? And they're like, they're like this. <laughs> and I'm like, like they have a mind of their own they just kind of sneak around and then they look a certain way I'm pretty sure it's useful Uh, it works (laughs) it looks good yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I also think like the dancing and warming up like kind of giving myself that permission to 
do that. Um, I I've had a terrible time with nerves before competition. And in the last, you know, year and a half, I've kind of like loosened up and listened to whatever music that would kind of like get me moving. And I think that's helped a lot with my nerves. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's it's a good way to kind of like displace that energy, you know, like instead of like feeling it here, like, oh, here's a weird example. Um, the other day it was like training, you know, and like after training, we were like stretching out. And um, for whatever reason, the music that was playing, like, wasn't like, you know, Zen, like, dun, dun, like nature, like, you know what they usually play when like, you know, you're doing yoga. No, it was like hard rock and metal, like Metallica <laughs> was playing. And I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever like done like yoga or stretching to metal, but this works like, you know, because like I'm flexible, but there's still positions that are uncomfortable. And like, even though it was like uncomfortable, like I'm hearing the music, like, da, 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 and I'm like, I was so into the music that I couldn't feel the pain, <laughs> you, know? That's great. you know, like if it's too like, who's that, you know, if you try to tell yourself to calm down when you're nervous, like it just makes you more nervous. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so like, I'm like trying to stretch and I'm like, okay, don't think about the pain. And then if someone's just saying relax, I'm like, well, I'm not going to relax, you know, <laughs> and you just have this guy in the background, like, rah, rah, rah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm so badass putting my head on my knee right now. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's totally, yeah, that totally makes sense that like, yeah. So that's all. I'm glad that you, you found that and you started doing that. Cause I really wish that more people like did that, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, you don't have to be all like, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That made me terrible trying to be in that like angry mindset or like, you know, killer mindset just made me worse. <laughs> so yeah. And I just look ridiculous when I try that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the funny thing is like in my head, I feel like I'm like, all right, I'm in the zone listening to like the most ridiculous K-pop, some like sugary, just like, da, 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 yeah, love you, love you, that's it, you know? But my face in these pictures in the bullpen looks like I'm about to stab somebody. And I'm like, <laughs> like, why are you angry? I'm like, I swear I'm not. Maybe I'm just hungry. But if you knew what I was listening to, like there's nothing murdery or or killing or angry, you know, anger in there. It's literally all just like, I love you, peace chocolate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what my face does, but I'm in the zone and I'm feeling happy. <laughs> but my face. <laughs> so I know you play several instruments too, right? Like piano, guitar, and ukulele, which I can yeah. see here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you play those like as a child or like when did you start picking up instruments? I played the piano as a child. I picked that up when I was, I started lessons when I was five. But like, here's the thing. I never actually learned how to read notes. I was like really bad at it, reading notes. And so I think this is part of like the dancing thing too. You know, they're like memorized choreography. So I had to fake being able to read notes for a very long time. They're like, okay, play this part. And I had like, when I had my piano lessons, I would just memorize what it sounded like and where the teacher was putting their hands. And I'm like, am I faking it? Am I making it? <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I can't read notes. Um, I can't read sheet music. Heck, if you told me like, you know, uh, what is A? Like, sing me an A. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that is. But I could show you on the piano. I could show you <laughs> on the guitar. And so, yeah, play by ear because um, the lessons weren't doing anything. 
I picked up the guitar in high school. At first at high school, but I never really like learned anything. I think I learned like like one or two songs just to be cool, you know, like, oh yeah, I can play the guitar, you know. <laughs> but I was totally like I'm same thing. I was just like, I didn't know what I was playing. I would just memorize where my hands were supposed to go. But I really started like playing that more like like in my early 20s, somewhere maybe like 22 or something like that. Somewhere around the time that I was I was doing I first started jujitsu. And then the ukulele I only picked up maybe ooh, maybe like four years ago or something like that. Yeah. So like, so that's really been like new, but I picked that up. It was pretty easy to pick up once I uh, played the guitar, you know, and, and, and actually the more that I played the ukulele, it got easier for me to learn how to play the guitar. So um, yeah, music's just been kind of like part of my, my dad plays a guitar too. So I was like, I want to be cool. Like my dad, he's so cool. You know? I think there might be a jam session at camp. I feel that. Oh on. yeah, I'm definitely. Yes, I'll bring playlist. all of mine. You don't even have to bring one. I'll, <laughs> I'll bring it for you. <laughs> well, we just bring a whole bunch of stuff. You're like someone can bring yeah. like a bass. Someone can bring guitar. I don't know. We can make like all the students like make their own like like uh, instruments with like water bottles. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> you guys just play. We're gonna enjoy yeah. it. Okay. Can we have karaoke night? We can have karaoke night. <laughs> okay. So let's announce this now. This sounds like a great time to do it. Um, so we're not doing karaoke night. However, Saturday night at the party, which the party is 80s theme this year. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are going to do a lip sync battle. Oh. So anybody that wants to um, have a you know solo or group or whatever a, a, an entry into the contest. Um, we'll, we'll do a limited number because, you know, there's going to be like 200 women there. So not everyone can be in it. Um, Wait, did I just but, hear what you said? 200 women? We expect 250. We currently have 100 registered. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's insane. Yes. 250 is the goal right now. So, oh yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's huge. Camp is huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, Lip Sync Battle, Saturday night, and we're going to choose the winner by dollar votes. Um, and we're going to, all the money is going to go towards some sort of dementia uh, foundation. So we'll talk about that more coming up. But um, yeah, so start planning your lip sync battle. Okay, I'm I'm thinking more about like my costume. I'm just like, it has to be the right thing. Like <laughs> yeah, hair. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, we dress up. I'm like, get my leg warmers. <laughs> <laughs> Last year we had a Roaring Twenties party and it was great. Everybody came in flapper dresses and or like suits and it was it was awesome. So oh my yeah. God. I want to be like out. those like aerobics guys. You know, you know like yeah. the, the aerobics competition? The jazzercise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm so glad I know this now. <laughs> this is dangerous information. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, camp is huge. Like, and uh, I guess I should have told you ahead of time, but especially like we have some <laughs> yoga instructors and I always make sure that they know like this isn't teaching to a room of 15 to 20 women. This is... You have to be able to project. Like, do do you need mic? I can mic you, but there's going to be a lot of women in the room. So maybe they might want to suggest that Metallica, you know, <laughs> metal yoga. Yeah. yeah, I'd be into that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> metal yoga. It's a thing. <laughs> what do you enjoy teaching? Oh, I mean, oh. so I'll say I enjoy teaching everything. Um <laughs> I definitely love teaching gi more than I like teaching no gi, but I like, I love teaching no matter what. This might sound weird. I like teaching 
what works. And I don't mean like, you know, what works as a, as a, like, like only certain things work and some things don't work, but I like having a system that kind of like, you can really mold it and fit it to what your game is. So like in any situation, you can make it work for you. So obviously I love teaching stuff from guard. You know, I'm, I am definitely a guard player. I love back attacks, but I, I like, I like teaching concepts. I like giving people like little um, Lego. I call this, all, I say this all the time. And you're going to hear me talk about it too at, at, at camp. I like giving Lego pieces. I like teaching Lego pieces. You know, like I want you to have your little Lego block that you can take and put anywhere that you like to build your game. Like I don't want you to have my jujitsu, but your jujitsu is going to be like a combination of everybody you've ever learned from, anyone you've ever trained from. And so I want to give those concepts that'll make life easier for you, like little hacks. So if I can, if I can teach that, and sometimes it looks really fancy, you know, because you know, I'm a Leo. I gotta like, you know, have some have some pizzazz in there, you know? <laughs> so I like having I like teaching stuff that make people go like, oh, you know. <laughs> like and it could be super simple it could be super simple like oh i never thought of that before and i'm like yeah yeah right and then just to feel excited so i like teaching anything but i really like teaching those concepts that you can put in anywhere and they really really work for anything the first time uh you taught at rachel's camp you did a lot of inversion stuff and before that time i was like i am not built to invert I am too big of a girl to be inverting. And like, you really broke it down. And I was like, I can invert. Like, I, <laughs> I remember rolling that weekend. And uh, one of her guys, Alex, made me invert kind of. And I was like, I don't normally invert. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing this. Christina, look. <laughs> like, this is scary and exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I really appreciated how well you were able to, you know, just make it something that everyone could do. I always say, I think that's like one of the best feelings. It's like when you have a student, you know, who's just like previously is like, oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just not meant for that. And then you just, again, like you give them a little, you give them a little key, you give them a little tip, you give them like, hey, think about it this way. And they're like, oh my God, I can do it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you know, or like, look, ma, no hands. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And it just makes me feel so happy. You know, I feel like everybody has that one. Like, like Jen, what was the first time that you felt like when you were training, they were like, oh my God, I'm doing it. You know, like, what, do you, do you know what, like, what the first move was just like, oh my God, I did it. I think the Ezekiel choke is like the only thing I've ever actually done halfway well. Oh, but that's, but that's like an amazing feeling, right? But when it was like, like, oh my God, this actually works. Yeah. yeah. Like, like for me, it was like a basic basic like scissor sweep you know like yeah. and and that was like my first class with professor kyle you know and like he taught a class and he just made it look so easy and i'm like it can't be that easy and i remember like just doing it and i'm like <laughs> y'all see that like it, like <laughs> it worked you know or like or like the first time you submit somebody you know like everyone feels that feeling and so like and it's, it's nice being able to always get to relive that as an instructor, every single time you teach something to a student and they get it for the first time, or they have that like light bulb aha moment. I feel like that's like the most rewarding. And every single time I get to see it, I get to remember what it was like when I was a white belt. And it's like, oh man, this is great. You know, cause I don't like, I'm a black belt, but I don't want to have like that black belt mentality where like I get jaded, you know, you get jaded yeah. and kind of like take things for granted like oh I've seen it I've done it like nah man like I always want to have like that white belt mentality we're just like 
I'm like, I'm new and fresh and uninjured. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, I didn't have back problems yet. You know, (laughs) elbows, shoulders, knees. What What are those? What are those? I can do it. I am an untouchable. I'm invincible. Invincible. Yes. <laughs> well, you were also 21 when you started. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a, a blessing. Like I was 21 with indispensable income and just dumb. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> did it take you long to, to kind of connect the dots and see where it all make, made sense? Or were you just right away you picked Once it up? Once the ghee was added, that's when it started making sense. And then even up until that point, I didn't even like really train consistently until until Kyle started teaching out of Caesar Gracie's, you know, and and that's when it was like, oh my God, it makes sense, you know? Because before then it was just like, okay, I'm just having fun grappling. I'm just having fun like grabbing someone's gi and like, you know, being a little rabid koala and and then going <laughs> for the ride. You know, like I was just having fun doing that. And, and knowing I wasn't going to get beat up or hurt, you know, the, like that adrenaline rush. But once Kyle started teaching, like I said, he taught like a basic uh, scissor sweep. And I was like, oh my God, that makes sense. You know, like there's like the why, like he explained, why am I grabbing here? Why am I grabbing here? Why am I turning my hip? Why, why am I putting my foot here? And I think once I started that mindset of just like, okay, why am I doing this? Then I feel like that's when it started really taking off and I started like learning more because like I said, when, when it, someone first tried teaching me jujitsu, it didn't make any sense. I was like, uh, this is, this is weird. Like, what are you guys doing? You're just kind of like rolling on the ground, like sweaty. And again, it was no gi, So I'm just like, <laughs> looks kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, Weird and gross. I yeah, like, like, that. <laughs> yeah, like, there's nothing like graceful or like, you know, that just looks kind of. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a kick stuff over there, you know. So it definitely, like I said, it definitely took that year for me to kind of like believe in jujitsu. And then even when I started believing in jujitsu, it took me that much longer to like really find like the wow, that's how I can make it work, even though I'm super tiny, like I'm like 120 pounds, and everybody else is like 30, 40 pounds bigger than me. Did having Kyo as an instructor help with that because he is on the smaller side? Yeah, huge. I mean. I remember when he first walked into this into the gym and Caesar's like, that guy's gonna be our new um program director, you know? And I'm like, looks like a 14-year-old kid, you know, like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, he's a metal farm. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, he's winning, he wins everything. I'm like, okay, but like he's tiny, you know? And so of course it, it you know, I, I I couldn't believe it. And then once I started seeing him like just demolish these like 200 pound guys, like it was nothing, you know? And you're thinking like, Oh, I'm definitely being punked. Like they're, they're, they're faking it. Right. You know, but then you see the look on their faces and they're just like, what just happened? You know? <laughs> or something getting like visibly frustrated or like, what the heck, you know, like this, this, this little kid is beating me up. And that was super inspiring, you know? So it's super important, you know, even though like, obviously he's a guy, but like just having someone who was like my size on the mat, having that kind of representation, it's really important to, to have those role models or have those leaders so that we feel like, oh yeah, I, I can do this. I can do this, you know? And that's why these camps are great. Cause it's like, now you get to walk into a room and like you said, like it's gonna be like 200, maybe 250 women. And are like, wow, you know, I may not have known where I fit in before, but this is where I fit in, you know? And yeah, yeah, 
get to meet a whole bunch of other women who are like crazy like me about this sport that's like that no one else understands, right? I'm pretty sure you all have like relatives like, why do you do that? Why? It took my mom forever. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, my mom still has to accept it. Like, you know, when are you going to stop doing that? Do this stuff? You know, are you gonna? <laughs> and I'm like, mom, this is my job. This is this is what I do. Same thing. Yeah, I have aunties. <laughs> like, they're like, so uh, you're doing the thumb. Hmm. The, yeah. the, mar- the martial arts, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like in the last year, I started showing my family videos so that I could be like, "What you think I do is nothing like what I do." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, they're like, it, and "You know what?" The, see, here's the thing. So the first time my mom came to watch me do Muay Thai, and that's like the first and only time she ever watched me do Muay Thai. You know, she's like, oh, my God, I almost had a heart attack. I had to go to see the doctor, heart palpitations, like crying. I'm like, no, please don't do that ever again. Don't tell me about it. And I'm like, all right, you know, so she's like, my, she are getting punched and you're kicked. You're going to get brain damage. And then who's going to marry you? You know, like she's just so dramatic, you know, like and she, of course, you know, I'm a baby girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And um then she comes to like my first jiu-jitsu tournament or not my first jiu-jitsu tournament, but her first time watching me at a jiu-jitsu tournament. <laughs> and like from, from what I was told, you know, by, by my teammates, they're just like, she's like, she looks so confused, you know, like what, like, uh, what were some of the questions? Like, I was like, what, what, what are, what are they doing now? Like, why are they on the ground? She's, she has her back on the ground. Is that, that's that bad? They're like, no, that's really good. She's really good from there. Like, I don't, I don't understand, you know? <laughs> and then like, I stand up, they raise my hand. They're like, oh, it's, it's, it's done. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She won. She won. Like, like she did not hit. What? 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 <laughs> so confused. And she's like, oh, well, you know, she, she made the other girl quit from a submission. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so like, she just knows they're not getting punched or kicked. So she's good with it. Obviously, like she was also there when I when I tore my knee and that was all bad. She's like mm. crying. She's like, Are you okay? Like I was holding it. I was fine. I was absolutely fine. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm okay. I can get through this. It's just a really bad knee injury. It was it's bad. I had to get surgery. And then my mom comes in. It's like, Thing, are you okay? I'm like, no. <laughs> mom. <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. Oh, in the beginning it was funny. You know, like my mom's like, Where are these bruises from? And I'm like, Oh, rolling. She's like, like in the grass, I'm like, <laughs> like down a hill, like, no, <laughs> jujitsu, <laughs> like, oh, okay, you know, so she's, she's getting it, but yeah, they, they, they don't know, they don't, they don't know, like, no matter how many times they explain, it's like, they're just like, wow, that's really violent, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Gentle yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if I win or lose. My mom always wants to beat up my opponent. <laughs> my mom's like, I just wanted to come out on that mat and beat that girl. <laughs> oh my god, I had I have my one of my friends. He's a black belt, and you know sometimes like he'll travel and he he want to bring his mom with him. You know she's an old lady. She's great. I, I call her you know I call her um, like auntie. You know she's like grandma. You know. And she's so funny because she's like this tiny little, you know, little woman. And then, you know, she he's fighting, you know, and he's a big, big muscular dude. And then she'll be like afterwards, like, oh, you know, Brian, you should, um, you know, get him in the. B-. I'm like, no, you can't do that. Like, just 
when the referee's not looking, you just go and they're not gonna know. But I'm like, no, mom, you can't. Like, yeah, you know, you just you just grab. You grab and and you know and they'll stop. Like, no, you can't do that. You know, just just uh, you know, don't don't let them see. Like the guy is gonna feel it and he's gonna say something. Like, oh, you know, accidents happen all the time. I'm like, dude, stop it. You know, so sometimes you have moms like that. I'm like, you're crazy. That would be my mom. <laughs> she accidentally ran into your elbow. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Moms are savage. <laughs> they are. Like sure. I like like all the hand downs right now going on the record. I'd say the toughest competitors I've ever had or toughest training partners have all been moms. Mom mm-hmm. strength is real. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, one day I'm a mom and I'm like, okay, when does my mom strength come in? You know, <laughs> because moms are like, yo, <laughs> like, like Rachel, yeah, like, it's, just like, oh my God, it's Rachel like, and her whole team. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, like my arms are like, she'll put me like spider, like my arm is going dead or I'm like, I can't, I can't move. Or like, I'm trying to like get past her leg and I'm like, I, I can't. I can't, this is just a wall, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's just, and it's just made that much stronger by her, like her technique. And then like, just how she positions herself. I'm just like, this is unfair. I don't have mom strength yet. <laughs> the first time I saw Rachel win worlds, she wrote Gabby on one foot and Ray on the other foot. Oh. And she won her matches by triangle one on each side. Oh. And I, was, I cried. It was so like, just so special. But she was like, my, I'm doing this for my kid. Like, was, oh my God. <laughs> that's like you know, have you seen like that meme that everyone was doing with like with Claudio Duvall? And it's like after she had won worlds again, and like, she's like, kind of crying when she's like doing this at the camera like doing a heart the heart yeah yeah but like the memes are all like it's like you know when your your kid you know submits the other kid like you know viciously like hey, mommy loves you you know <laughs> like that same thing you know like oh my god you just like you know you would be like oh my god that's so sweet but like she like murdered everybody like it's a very interesting breed of people we are yeah. <laughs> They're so full of love. I'm like, rip people's heads off. <laughs> yeah, grace, beauty, and murder, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beauty, murder. She is all that and more. Right? I feel like you have to like make like a theme song. You know what they do? Like beauty pageants, you know? Like, she has grace. Or, you know, they have like a crown. They have like the sash. And the, you know? Awesome. I think somebody might get special walkout music at camp. Yeah, that's you're in charge of that, Jen. I think you okay, need to we'll write see if her I can a song. Make that for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> new theme song. New theme song. Grace, uh-huh. Beauty, murder. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> One thing I want to talk about too, Christina, is like you're a huge advocate for mental health, and you've been very transparent about like your issues with. Uh, depression and anxiety have you always been transparent about that and like how has that helped you to talk about it yeah definitely not I definitely grew up because it's it's very highly stigmatized uh, particular in like Asian Filipino culture you just don't talk about it or even if you do talk about it it's right away it's like oh like they don't take it seriously you know like I love my parents and I know that they love me and but they just did not have the tools to help me when um you know, when I was younger and I was going through the things I was going through. And I also didn't know what was going through me, you know, like, because I just didn't, 
I also, you know, when something is stigmatized, it's really easy for you to start also believing like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just being a baby or I just need to suck it up, you know, but like really like, man, I really needed help, you know, and it, and it, and um, it wasn't until like my late teens where I was finally able to get, finally get my parents to realize like, man, I really, really, really need help. I need, I need to go see a therapist or I need, I need, I need to be on medication or something because my panic attacks were unreal, you know? And, and of course, also when I'm younger too, it's like, when you don't know that, you know, that what's going on with you is what, what is going on with you. It's hard for you to keep yourself in check and have that awareness. So like, you just, you're just kind of like a victim of, 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 of the disease of the sickness, right? It just takes you. Right. And, and, you make bad decisions or you make choices and and it's not because you don't care about yourself but it's because you just want that pain to go away you know and these decisions end up really hurting you and they and they mess up your relationships with people and yeah i i i, I didn't know how to talk about it or i you know i just felt like man if i did talk about it people are going to respect me or they're just going to treat me like i'm this basket case and like oh she just stays over there you know like no one wants to be excluded so it really wasn't until like my mid twenties where I started really, really doing the work because it was also showing up in my jujitsu too. You know, I didn't want to admit that I was so afraid of losing because if I lost, that meant people weren't going to love me, you know, or people weren't going to want to be my friend or people weren't going to want to be around me. Like, like I would be a bad person. And then the, the depression and the anxiety that would set in because of that too, you know, it's just like, yeah, you're running yourself ragged. So once I started doing that work, I was like, it's important to talk about it, you know, and, and, you know, initially when I first started being more transparent with like my, with my, uh, with my traumas and stuff like that, and like depression and anxiety was also partnered up with also like my experiences with like a sexual assault, you know, which was like a big thing, you know, that, that happens in the jujitsu community. And, you know, I believe at that time there was something going around with like a black belt or if there's a brown or a black belt, you know, and, and then a teammate doing something to another teammate, it was caught on camera. And it's just like, oh my God, now is a time that I need to talk about this stuff. Like I can't just keep it to myself because for the longest time I was in denial. I was in denial that it had happened, you know? So it's like, oh my God, this might be really important because no one taught me to talk about it and no one prepped me. So when, when, I, when I was younger and these things happened to me, there's so much shame. And, and when there's shame, you don't talk about it. And when you don't talk about it, pain and the damage gets more and more and more and then now we're talking about like suicide and we're talking about self-harm and and man that's like man no one should have to go through that by themselves and no one should feel like that they that that they're alone you know because the, the reality is we're not you know once I started speaking and and it happened to be at like um a women's open mat um inspire which is my which is my baby which I haven't really been able to do but um you know, I'm like in a room with like a hundred women and I'm telling my story and like crying and then, um, and having moms come up to me and be like, you know, my daughter's 13 and I worry about these things. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you're talking about it because, you know, now she knows that like, she can say something, At the very least she can say no, you know, and she can have her no respected and like, you know, fight out of it. And, and, and so now it's just kind of taking on this, this other life where, um, uh, man like the more I talk about it the more I'm finding other people who didn't feel like they could talk about it and now they're finding a home and and it's empowering you know it's empowering to kind of like not let that darkness overtake you like how it did in the past where it's just kind of like it just controlled me and like man like you know I can't I can't do anything about the stuff that happened to me but I can definitely do something about the stuff like that's happening now and how I react to it 
and, and how I respond to it. And, and if I can spread that awareness and again, like encourage, encourage the conversation, encourage like healthy, healthy conversations about mental illness and mental health, then we're all going to be the better for it because we can't, we can't be living in the shadows. We live in the shadows, we stay in the shadows. Right. And so um, really, really important that we, we just kind of bring the light in, even if it's like a little bit at a time. So that uh, transparency and that vulnerability and being so outspoken, it took time. It took a lot of, and, and again, luckily through jujitsu, I was able to meet people who are just like me and, and, and give me examples of what it was, what it means to be vulnerable and transparent without it meaning that you're being weak. Like that's actual strength. That's courage. That that's bravery, you know? And, and, um, and I've just been just kind of like holding, holding the flag with that. And, and hopefully like, other people see it too and they pick up the flag too and now we have this like parade of people just like hey you know like i might you know i have my troubles but like it's okay you know and um it's just it's like this beautiful thing so i'm really I'm, I'm i'm really i'm really blessed i'm in this position to do that and and i hope i can keep doing it you know if it saves a life or it just keeps someone from feeling like they can't go on you know then then it's all worth it i've been trying more and more especially like on the podcast and stuff just to like talk about um, like bring up the fact that like I'm in therapy and, you know, like just mention different things that like my therapist will say or whatever. And really like my goal is just to normalize it, you know, like yeah. people see me as somebody who has it together, you know, <laughs> um, and, you know, somewhat, but also like I have my own battles. And so, you know, just kind of normalizing that talking to somebody and getting help is, is great. Yeah. I mean, like, and people forget too, it's like, man, I may be a black belt in jujitsu, but that's it. You know, like I'm not, you know, like that black belt doesn't pr protect me from everything else in life. You know, like I am a, I'm a human being, you know, like it doesn't matter what I've won. doesn't matter where I've traveled to or where I've competed. Like mental health affects everybody. And I am not going to stand here and be like, oh, you know, I won these gold medals and I got this black belt and yeah, depression. What's that? No, it doesn't exist anymore. Like, no, it's completely there all the time. And some days it's more manageable. Some days it's just like, uh, I, I can't even get out of bed. And some, some days it's just like, oh, wow, I really have to like really, really push myself to get through these steps. Like, okay, I just need to sit up in bed. Okay. I just need to leave my room. Okay. I just need to brush my teeth you know, like one thing at a time. And, and people don't think about that. It's like, yeah, like before I was a black belt, I was still Christina with anxiety and depression and panic attacks and trauma, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was all there. It didn't disappear just because I got a black belt, but the black belt did help. Jiu-Jitsu did help give me the tools to like better cope. And again, it gave me a community. It gave me a family. And that I feel like more than anything was the most important takeaway from that was like that is the most important gift was the community because like once you're part of a community it's like wow like I'm not I'm not on my own and and I also like again I'm finding people who are just like me like wow like it, this is this is a normal thing you know it's normal to struggle and it's normal to ask for help and it's normal to like not be able to have all the all the answers <laughs> And, um, and it's normal to talk about it. It's normal to be scared. It's normal. It's normal. It's all normal. So <laughs> before we wrap up, can you tell us a little bit about Inspire? Okay. Yeah. Well, the last time I was able to have an event was uh, last year in January and had it in Baltimore. 
And I, I, my plan was like, all right, I'm going to have them at, like try to have them at least semi-annually or like quarterly if I can for 2020. And then COVID's like, Haha, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that was like, I was trying to revive it again, but it started off as just like a women's open mat in Arizona, where I just wanted women to come together in a non-competitive atmosphere where we could just share the mat and train and have a good time. I thought that like, maybe we could get 20 women on the mat, maybe, you know, ended up being like 60 women. I'm like, where'd you all come from? You know? And I was like, wow, like, let, let's get in contact with sponsors. Like, let's have people, you know, have raffles and like, let's just make it like a really, really fun day again to like not have to compete against each other, but just play games that just roll, learn a little bit and just be surrounded by by different types of women. Like you have competitors, you have moms, you have hobbyists, you have, you know, like world-class competitors. You, you, and it was just something beautiful. And then I just started like, okay, let's do another one. Let's do another one. And the the largest event I've had so far was like 120. And I was like, wow, you know, like I never, I never thought I was going to get this big. I just wanted to do something nice for, for the women's community because it's like, man, like, again, I didn't have that as a white belt. And, and I really wanted it. And I didn't know that like an open mat an event could be something that could exist. And then now, now they're, now they're like, they're so common and it's great. And like, more, 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 let's do more. So hopefully, hopefully 2021, we can pick them up again because I will, I really like to, it's all about like, again, as the word, as the name is, it's all about inspiring those in the community. It's about showing up and, and being that light, you know, and you could be a white belt. You could be a mom, you could be a student, you know, like a, like a middle school or high school student. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. We all have the ability to inspire somebody in some way, shape or form. And that's the message I always want to pass on. It's like, you know, you're more powerful than you give yourself credit for. And just by showing up, you can be an inspiration to somebody. It doesn't, again, like you could be the mom with like five kids, you know, and you still got your job and you have to do everything, you know, you even though you're, you know, co- uh, co-parenting with your, you know, your husband or whatever, father of the kids, it's like, even with all of that, someone is seeing you in your normal life and they're like, wow, she's amazing. You know? And I, I, I'm just glad that hopefully I can keep going. And I'm just glad that again, like there's camps, like there's role models and, and you have girls in geese and you have girls gone gee and, and, you know, everything in between, like all around the country. And it's just, beautiful and I just I just love it I just thank you for all that you do (laughs) (laughs) thank you and I'm so so excited to have you at camp it's gonna be amazing yeah oh my god it's gonna be madness it's like was it like herding cats hurting you know no (laughs) I mean like it really goes so well I mean we we spend hours and hours I mean every day I'm working on camp so there's a lot of it that we have down to a science. Um, Rissa and I spend a lot of time working on it. So it really it tends to go pretty well. Um, our biggest problem last year was with the mats. We had some issues where the mats just kept crawling up the walls. <laughs> I don't know why. Like the room was like tilted and the mats were just like... Um, but we're in a completely different room. We have new mats this year. Like So we've, we're trying to solve any problem that we have. But yeah. So... Yeah, All it's right. gonna go great. Yeah, I, I'm super excited. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Summer needs to hurry the heck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have a lot to do, so let's not. 
Okay, like, like get here, but like, you know, take your time. Right, yeah, <laughs> get something here. in between. <laughs> yeah. So, Christina, where can people find you? At KB Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram. I'm usually pretty active there. And yeah, you know, like there's all this bunch of different social media, but that's, that's, the, that's the one that speaks to my soul. You know, we can be doing these like TikToks and Facebooks and Snapchats. No, just Instagram. Nice and simple. <laughs> and the music, I love your music videos. They're so fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta change it up. I mean, the jujitsu stuff's cool too, but. <laughs> but came for the jujitsu, stayed for the music videos. <laughs> totally. <laughs> You have to t- check out some of Jen's uh, Live from the Loo videos. Live she, from the Loo? Mm-hmm. She, like the bathroom? She, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I sing, usually. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. The acoustics, you can't beat it. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyone anyone could be just like a you know Grammy-nominated artist in the bathroom. You know, like, huh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <you're> like, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> you too, sure. <laughs> oh, we'll get you there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe get you a few little, you know, and then, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I need Jen to, like, edit me and fix my voice and all those things. Oh, girl, I got auto-tuned. Yeah, yeah that's, right, that's what that I auto-tune. <laughs> You're going to sound just like Cher. Great. Oh, Kemp's going to be so much you have fun. You believing in life after love. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Jen, where can they find us? We are hanging out on Instagram also at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. I'm on there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. And we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat.